Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, visit our website at overflowdfw.com. There's this thing that I've kind of learned in pursuing Jesus is that it kind of answers me in the way that I pursue him in the sense as if if I'm like in a moment of tenderness and I'm just like, yes, Lord, you know, just kind of tender before the Lord and I, and I kind of pursue him that way. What I normally get is a, a response of tenderness, right? And the other thing that I've noticed is like when I come to the Lord aggressively, I experience an, an aggression from him. And I don't mean a negative aggression, come on, an aggression, but a, but a, a passion from him. And I, and I would encourage you, because some of us are a little bit more on the on kind of the lit spectrum, right? We're like, yes. And then some of us are like, oh, no. But I would encourage you to explore the Lord in, in all those areas. And some of you, well, that's not my personality. That, that, that's okay, but it is his. He wants you to have a broader scope. I'm, I'm going to invite you to just get comfortable for just a moment. I don't have a long word today, but I, I did have just a little bit uh, to share with you. Uh, today is, is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost means, uh, pen, the word penta means 50. And so what Pentecost is, is, Pentecost is 50 days after Easter, after Jesus rose from the dead, after Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples were waiting for the promise that Jesus had given them. Jesus told them, I will not leave you as orphans. I'll send my spirit. So I want you to go and I want you to wait. I want you to wait on the Holy Spirit. So they go to this place called the upper room and they're praying. And it says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. We got the scriptures there because I don't have it memorized. I'm not that spiritual. I kind of have it memorized. It says, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, a room like this. And suddenly, a sound, suddenly. You know, sometimes it takes God a long time to move suddenly. <laughs> some of y'all experienced some of that suddenly today. But here they were, praying and fasting. Boom. Suddenly. A sound like the blowing of a violent wind. I'm under the impression they weren't having a quiet prayer meeting before this. But it's just about to get louder. It wasn't a tender, gentle leaves being blown, birds whistling. No, 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 no. It was a violent wind that came from heaven. Heaven on earth and filled filled the house that they were sitting. You know how you know something's filled? You know how you, you measure fullness? By the overflow. In the kingdom, there's no such thing as half full, partially full. It's all filled, overflow. And they saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came and rest on each of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. 
filled. The only way you can be filled with the Holy Spirit is if you're overflowing, overfilled. Come on, he can't fit inside your, I know you, you're big. When I was youth pastoring years ago, this is way early in the early days, there was this guy visiting our ministry. He was like six foot three, big dude, you know, big football player from high school. It's like, like Pastor Nathan, big. And I remember I was praying, and he had his hands raised up on the front row. And he's like, here I am, Lord, six foot three, 260 pounds asking you to fill me. I'll never forget that. And God did. God wrecked that kid that night. It was awesome. Most of us aren't that big. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They were filled with the Spirit of God. Pentecost. This is what we celebrate today. 50 days after Easter. Really for the believer, every day is Easter. And every day should be Pentecost. But today, we just like to emphasize it a little bit more. There's a couple of things that happen when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. How, 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 do, I know, how do I know if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, first of all, understand this. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, but you're not submerged, or we use the word baptized in the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been baptized in water. What does that mean? That means that you've been saturated. You've been immersed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit doesn't just mean that we have the Holy Spirit like we drank water. It means that we're submerged in the Spirit of God. Is your life submerged in the Spirit of God? I'm not talking about you had an experience. I'm not talking about you had a drink. I'm not talking about whether you're saved or not. Has your life been consumed with this fire? There's a couple of things that you can expect to happen if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. The first thing that you can expect to happen is you can expect courage and boldness. Remember Peter? Remember how foolish he was? We like Peter. We like Peter before Pentecost because we can relate to him, right? We don't talk about him too much after Pentecost. Can I tell you it's a different Peter? Because you, you had a Peter that, was, that wouldn't stand up for Jesus in the midst of the crowd who was denying Jesus. You had a Peter that didn't know when to keep his mouth shut. Yet Peter... On that day, Pentecost stands up and preaches, and 3,000 people get saved. It's the first mega church in human history. 3,000 people get saved. It's the birth of the church. That word Pentecost, Pentecost was, was, was a special festival that the, that the Jewish people celebrated, and it was remembering what happened on Mount Sinai. You remember Mount Sinai, the people were freed from Egypt, and they go to the desert. The reason why they were going to the desert was so Moses could go to Sinai and get the covenant and share it with the people. Then they were supposed to be done. They ended up making a lot of mistakes and ended up being there for a generation. Pentecost speaks of a second experience. This is the second thing that happened to the children of Israel. It's the second thing that happens to a believer. It doesn't happen during the first thing. It's a separate thing. It's a second thing. Have you experienced a second thing? Maybe you've come to the Lord. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're not right with God today. Today would be a great day. Today I would love for you to experience the first and the second thing. Some call the baptism of the Holy Spirit the second blessing. Jesus said it's the gift of the Father. So Peter, 
Here he is, preaches, and 3,000 people get saved. Do you know how many people died when the Torah was given? 3,000. Now 3,000 live. The Torah was written on stone. The Spirit is written on hearts, right? On Sinai, there was fire, quaking, smoke, sound, Pentecost, fire, shaking. The whole place was shaken. And Peter is one of them. What happens? He was filled with courage that he never had before. He says in Acts, I believe it's 412, is that right? He says, 431, almost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly. Some of you need more boldness in your life. Well, I'm just kind of shy. I'm kind of embarrassed. Do you know what you need? You need the Holy Ghost. I remember when I was 18 years old and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know what happened? I went from being a shy, bashful person to becoming a bold person. And it happened in a moment. I didn't grow into it. It blew up inside of me. The second thing that you can experience is you can experience power. You, did you know that you can have the power to overcome the struggles in your life? Did you know that you can have the power to function in the gifts of the Spirit like the disciples did? You can have that power. In fact, Jesus said that. He said, you will receive, Acts 1-8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. You'll testify. Your life will testify of my life. You need power in your life. It's more than just to overcome the struggles that you have. It's more than just to, to be able to have a decent marriage or raise your kids right. It's the power to receive and distribute miracles. We receive that power. Then they get a new language. They start speaking another tongue. So Peter is preaching. There's people from all different nations there, and they're speaking their language, and the guys don't even know what they're saying. So how do you receive the Holy Spirit? By the way, tongues, we talk about tongues. The Holy Ghost is not tongues, but he brings tongues with him. <laughs> it's kind of like you, you ordered mashed potatoes, and they came with gravy. Come on, glad for the gravy. But the gravy is not the mashed potatoes. I could eat me some gravy. Come on. Just, I, could just, I could get a straw and drink it up. This lunchtime. But mashed, you got to have mashed potatoes to have that substance. You know what I'm saying? Butter. Sugar. Have you ever drank, you ever drank Kool-Aid? When I was a kid, you couldn't buy Kool-Aid pre-made. You had to mix it. In a little Kimmy's little packets. And if you drank it, it was colorful. It was flavorful. But if you drank it, it was bitter. You had to put the sugar in it. Come on, a lot of sugar. Like a quarter pound of sugar and eight ounces, right? 15 parts sugar, one part water, right? Well, the Holy Ghost is the sugar in your Kool-Aid. You know what? It ain't just enough to have the sugar in there. You got to stir it up. Come on, you got to stir up. That's why Paul told Timothy, stir up that gift that is within you. Some of y'all, you got the Holy Ghost in you. 
Some of you, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you ain't functioning. You know why? Because you need a stirring. I believe today's a day of stirring for you. Some of you getting the sugar, some of you getting the stirring. Some of y'all just getting the Kool-Aid. You get the whole thing today. First and second experience. So how do you receive? Well, first of all, you just got to be open to it. I know we're skeptical. Speaking in tongues, that's weird. That's for those Pentecostals. Not, not those Pentecostals. We're not those Pentecostals, right? We wear makeup and don't cover our hair and go to bowling alleys. Well, some of y'all go to bowling alleys, but we don't have a problem with it. I don't go to bowling alleys. So how? You be open to it. Open your heart. Number two, you ask. There's this great story that Jesus shares about prayer. We've been talking about prayer in Luke's gospel. And he says, ask, seek, knock, and the door will be open for you. Verse 10, for everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will. Everybody say will will be open. Which of you, your fathers, if a son asks for fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He's not going to say no. He's not going to say no. So how do I receive the Holy Spirit? How do I receive the Pentecostal experience? You want one. Open your heart. Ask. Seek. Knock. Number three, receive. What do you do with a gift? You work for it? No, you receive it. 1993. I was a senior in high school, and for two years, God was chasing me. He was hunting me down. And I'd go to church, and I'd go to camp, and I'd make partial decisions. It's like my one hand was up, but not the other one, right? It's like I was kind of in, but not really. And then in 1993, just a long story, a lot of, a lot of brokenness happened in my life. And I decided for the first time to really respond to God. And I remember putting on these worship albums, Hosanna Integrity, worship tapes, my Sony Walkman with the repeat switch on. And I'd run my batteries out every night. And I had my Bible. And I just remember going through and there and discovering who God really was. And I just remember the Lord filling my room. But at our church, it was a big deal for you not to just be saved, but for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So on Sunday mornings, and then we had Sunday night church. It wasn't a second service. It was another service. Every week we went. <laughs> Crazy. We'd come back on Sunday mornings, we'd have church, and on Sunday nights, we'd have church. So I remember during that season, three months, every night, every Sunday night, Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. 
I was asking, I was seeking, I was knocking, I was definitely open to it. But I hadn't received it. I haven't received the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I had received the Holy Spirit. He was doing some things, but I hadn't been immersed in him. On July 4th, my fireworks started early. I remember. I remember the, the pastor said, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, he said, come and receive. And I remember going up there like I had many times before. I just lifted my hands. I just said, Lord, here I am again. Asking. Seeking. Knocking. And I'm receiving. And I remember it felt like a river. Kind of like what Jesus said. There was like a river in my belly. It was like something was happening. And I think I had experienced it before, but I kind of would push it down. I would say, that's not, that's not the Holy Ghost. That's, that's not the Lord. The Lord's not doing that. That's me. That's what I'm thinking. And then I, re I remember people around me praying. And then I, I remember a man saying, that's it. And so I felt like saying something. Like the Spirit was giving me utterance. Say that. That's what I heard. And I was like, that's not tongues. That's gibberish. And mine is very immature. I don't really want to say that word. Everybody else has got like this whole like, they've written a book in another language. I like got this blah, you know. And so I just, in faith, I said, well, maybe this is tongues. And I said, Cuba. I don't know what the word was. And I said, and when I tell you, I tell you, when I said that, all of a sudden, someone <laughs> started pouring out of my life. I began to speak in tongues. Like I had some sentences. And everybody's freaking out around me. They're yelling, yeah. Kind of like I got in here for like two seconds while ago, but it was like way loud. The room was shaking. And I, man, I was like, oh. And man, I've been, I've been seeking. I was finally receiving. I remember spinning around in circles and running around the church, running around the aisle. Man, we were going after it. I remember running outside the building, running around. I finally got the Holy Ghost. I can tell you that the most the most significant moment in my history with the Lord, which is almost 30 years, that is the most significant moment. And I want to share that moment with you today. If you don't know that you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, then why wouldn't you want to receive more? You say, well, what is it? What is it? It's more. That's what being baptized in the Holy Ghost is. It's more. I want to tell you today, I want to share with you that gift that I have in me and many others have. Can we all stand up in the room? I don't want you to be bashful. Listen, I, I'll tell you this. If you will get filled with the Holy Ghost, you won't ever have to be bashful again. That doesn't mean, mean that you're necessarily the most loud person. One of the most spirit-filled guys I know in my life right back there, Sean Franklin. That guy is filled with the Holy Ghost, and he's got a boldness about him. And he is not loud at all. He's not loud like me. He's super quiet, but he bold. Because <laughs> he's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's still him. 
Would you just lift your hands all across this room? I love that, that verse in Psalms. Can we, can we open that up? This is what happened to me. He said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Just all across this room, some of y'all that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, I want you to just stir up that gift right now. Just like you stir up that Kool-Aid, just stir up that gift. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, you pray in the Spirit. You pray in tongues. We're going to preach about praying in tongues next week. Yes, we believe in tongues. We're not hiding it. We don't have the cards behind our back. This is something that we do because they did it in the Bible. (laughs) Come on, just pray in the Spirit. If you've never prayed in the Spirit, ask the Lord right now. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. He'll bring the gravy. Come on. Some of you are sensing that right now. Just ask him. You've opened your heart. Now just ask him, Lord, fill me. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy There it is. There's a rumbling in your belly. Say that. You don't have to say it real loud. Just say it and watch. Watch what happens. It's like that Coke is being shaken up. Just speak that. It's like popping that cap on that soda. Come on, right now. That. You had that word right there. Just release that. 